Which crop of Mets top prospects will ultimately be better for the franchise long-term? The group that's with the big league club now or the next wave that's coming? I'll break it all down on today's show. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On today's show, I'll be comparing Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and Mark Vientos as a prospect class, so to speak, with the next wave of top prospects the Mets have coming. So the first segment, I want to talk about where these current players were as prospects a couple years ago. In the second segment, I'll look ahead to what they can provide the Mets this season and long term. And then the final segment, we'll compare that to the group that's on its way up and which ultimately will prove to be more valuable for the Mets long term. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on X at FicklesteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers who join today will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Now, if I asked you today, which trio of Mets players will have the most value to this franchise over the next decade? Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and we'll go with Mark Vientos, because he's the healthy one over Ronnie Mauricio. Or the top prospects coming up. Luis and Helicuna, Drew Gilbert, and Jet Williams. Which trio will be better for this franchise? I'm guessing that 90 to 95% of the audience would say the top prospects that are coming. Because Brett Beatty and Mark Fiantos were not good last year. With that said, this is the perfect encapsulation of you know grading out top prospects. And what happens when they debut? Whenever a guy's a top prospect or a consensus top 100 prospect, even more, we only think about the ceiling, the future value, how good they're going to be. We forget how hard it is to succeed in Major League Baseball. But if you really look at where the current crop of Mets top prospects that are on the big league rosters, you know, were when they were top prospects and compare that to this group coming. It's not that different. The third guy, maybe because Mark Vientos, Ronnie Mauricio, they weren't consensus top 100 guys, but you'd be hard pressed to say that whichever combination of two of the Mets current top prospects was more highly regarded than what Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez were when they were prospects. Brett Beatty, we forget, just last year, a year ago, was a consensus top 35 prospect in baseball. And the year prior, he was consensus top 40. In 2022, Baseball America had him at number 39. MLB Pipeline had him at 27. Baseball Prospectus had him all the way up at number 13. And for my company, Just Baseball, we had him ranked at number 20. Prior to 2023, Baseball America had him at number 33. MLB Pipeline had him at 21. 
Baseball Perspectives had him at 17. If I'm not mistaken, at one point in time, our lane for just baseball had him at number eight. Okay. He was a really good prospect. Last year happened. And we'll talk about that a lot throughout the show today. But to give up on a guy that was that highly regarded after one season on a disaster of a team, I just think people are, are selling their stock a little bit too early. Then you go to Francisco Alvarez. He was a consensus top 100 prospect for four years running. Prior to the 2022 season, he was ranked number 13 by Baseball America, number 10 by Pipeline, number 10 by Baseball Prospectus, and number four by us at Just Baseball. Prior to 2023, he was ranked number nine by Baseball America, number three by Pipeline, number four by Prospectus, and number five by Just Baseball. Francisco Alvarez, as a prospect, is still head and shoulders better than any of the guys the Mets have coming. Now, Jet Williams could have an amazing season and shoot up the boards for the the rankings heading into 2025. Who knows? But Francisco Alvarez is a prospect with something different, and Brett Beatty was not that far behind. We forget that, though. Even now, I think people might say, oh, Jet Williams is going to be a better player than Francisco Alvarez just because he's the prospect. But let's not forget that Francisco Alvarez, in his first taste of big league action for a full season, put up 25 home runs. Were the rest of his offensive stats there? No. But I believe in the upside and what he showed defensively really does bode well for his work ethic and how he can really just make himself a complete player. So now let's get to the third guy. For this current group, you probably have to look at Ronnie Mauricio if you want to talk about top 100 rankings. Um, he was a consensus top 100 guy for three years running from 2020 through 2022. He even appeared on Baseball America's top 100 in 2019, but he fell off the list after 2022, had a down year. And the only site that actually ranked him going into 2023 was just baseball. And I think Arm stuck him at 100 because he was sick of me talking about his winter league. Um, but seriously, I mean, he really fell off. Mark Vientos never really appeared on the top 100 list. I do think at just baseball at one point, um, Arm did have him at the you know, far, far back end of our top 100 just because of the, the 40 home run power that he was you know projected to be able to tap into potentially. But that third prospect does drop off a little bit. So that is what the Mets have coming. They have a volume that they just simply didn't have with this wave. But again, you never know what these guys are going to become. Now, let's look at the, the current crop, where these guys are getting ranked. We've talked about it on previous shows. I'm not going to get into each site. But Jet Williams has appeared as high as number 23 this offseason by Prospectus. Uh, Drew Gilbert also by Prospectus. Uh, ranked at 29. So baseball perspectives has the Mets having two top 30 prospects right now, and they have Acuna at 76. Um, Acuna's highest ranking that I've seen so far is by ESPN. Uh, Riley McDaniel has him at 58. He also has Drew Gilbert at 39 and Jet Williams at 31. So again, three consensus top 100 guys. That is one edge that this trio has over the, the current Mets crop. But None of them are ranking as high as Francisco Alvarez did, where for a good period of time, he was kind of fringe top 10 consensus and was as high on some boards as number three in all of baseball. I just you know, want to caution some fans 
about always believing that the prospects coming are better than the guys that are on the team now because the the you know line of development it, it's not always linear you know things you know can happen there's can be ebbs and flows i don't believe that jet williams is going to see his stock crash but i also went into last year kind of high on alex ramirez now i think jet williams is a way safer profile than alex ramirez did but that is just the point that you never know with prospects and i feel like this current group of young players that the Mets are banking on this season if they don't go out and get a DH particularly. I do think that there is enough upside here to still dream on them. I do think that the Mets could still have, of this wave, if you include Vientos and Mauricio, three starting level players and potentially two all-stars if everything breaks right. And that is not nothing. That would be huge for this franchise moving forward. So I want to talk about where that group is now in the next segment as we head into a massive year for all of them. Before we get to any of that, though, today's episode is brought to you by Ibada. We could all use a little extra cash in our pockets. Make sure you're getting cash back on all of your everyday purchases with Ibada. Ibada is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies and more. The average Ibada user earns $145 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire trip to the grocery store. Other apps, they'll give you points that don't amount to much with Ibotta. Just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users saving with Ibotta and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Bada is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Abada app to start earning cash back. Use that code LOCKEDONMLB. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Stores. And use the code LOCKEDONMLB. This season, there's a very real chance that we could be watching Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and Mark Vientos starting together in the same lineup on a regular basis. Now, if you asked a Mets fan two years ago if they would be excited to watch those three guys start together in 2024, who wouldn't say yes, right? That's the funny thing about prospects. I Go back, you know, go back three years. And listen to a Locked On Mets episode in 2021 on a Friday Farm Report. And and just imagine the things I was saying about these guys. Now, they might not ever amount to what I thought they would. But I'm not ready to completely give up on that. And when you're comparing them to this next wave coming, the fact that Francisco Alvarez is here and has arrived, it's going to be very hard for this next wave to be better than Francisco Alvarez's group. Francisco Alvarez is the leader of this trio and Jet Williams is the leader of the next one. And obviously they'll all be playing on the same team. So this is a hypothetical that never is going to amount to them actually going head to head, but just for argument's sake, if, as you're looking at who will bring more value, Francisco Alvarez really just carries his group because 
I think he showed us his floor last year, and that's 25 home runs and great defense. I know we're doing our top tens at just baseball right now, and we ranked him at number nine in all of baseball among catchers. So he's already a top 10 catcher in the game, and he's entering year two. And I look at the league, and I see JT Riomuto and Wilson Contreras as catchers that are still great, still better than Alvarez, but are starting to show some decline, particularly defensively. So I could see Alvarez sliding up into that top five this year. How much staying power does Jonah Heim have? If he does, okay, maybe not. But there are guys that I could see Alvarez leapfrogging. And when you're talking about being the top five in baseball at a position, which Alvarez can get to, I think he will get to in the next three years. That's a ton of value. And I did break down this on a full episode on Alvarez. I did a couple weeks back. So you can, you know, if you want to hear more about him, you can go back and watch it because I, I think the best season of Alvarez this year is a monster campaign where he can really just change the fortunes of the Mets in a hurry. If he reaches his ceiling this year, not even to put a ceiling on him, but if he reaches you know, an all-star level this season, that's going to change everything. But I also feel like Brett Beatty, because of the range of outcomes, could swing things even further because he could continue what he did last year and just erode when it comes to value. Or he can have a nice bounce back year, be someone in the middle, and prove that he can be a starter at third base at least. Or he can even be higher than that. He could completely flush the down year and get back to being a guy that, again, was once a consensus top 35 prospect in the game with some ranking him inside their top 20. I wanted to read the scouting report that Baseball America had on Brett Beatty going into last year because they were the lowest on him amongst all the different sites. And I just like Baseball America's analysis. So this is what they said about him. Beatty homered in his first big league at bat, a validation of the work he had put in to hit the ball in the air more often in 2022. He lowered his ground ball rate from 56% to 44% as he climbed to the upper levels of the minors. He's hitting all of his benchmarks in 2022, hit the ball hard with regularity near 92 miles per hour in his average exit velocity with a 90th percentile reading of 107 miles per hour for his max exit velocity they're talking about. Say he didn't chase out of the zone often. He made contact when he swung at pitches in the zone. He takes his walks, should be a high on base hitter with above average power. Beatty has improved his defensive play at third base where his plus arm plays, but his range and release grade as more capable than outstanding. Uh, they talk about him starting in left field and how you know, a, a more playable third baseman could push him into, into left or a stronger defender at third could push him into left. But they describe his future as a good hitter with power, who will bat towards the middle of the Mets lineup at his peak. That's still pretty high praise for what they thought Brett Beatty could be. And if he can get to some semblance of that, and he ends up being your starting third baseman, which I would not give up on now just based off of one down year, you might have two really good players anchoring your team at tough positions, third base and catcher. Now you look at the other guys. This year, we're going to get probably a whole lot of Mark Vientos unless the Mets surprise us and sign J.D. Martinez. Now, if they end up sticking with the kid here, Vientos is going to have a chance to prove he belongs. And he does have the upside to be a 30 home run hitter. I can see that happening as soon as this season. I mean, really, if you talk about his absolute ceiling, I think it's 40 home run pop. Now, when you talk about his long-term value, the fact that he still has yet to prove he can play a position, that hurts him a lot. And the strikeouts are very concerning. 
But the power you cannot deny, it is in there. It's just a matter of if he can tap into it at the highest level. We saw a snippet of it in September last year when he hit six home runs. But that's not nearly enough to be convinced. The lack of a third starter from that crop that we're seeing at the big leagues right now, it, it does drag down this group compared to the top prospects we'll discuss in the next segment. Because I think all of those guys coming will be starters in the big leagues. And I just don't know if Mark Vientos or Ronnie Mauricio will be a starter. But again, if we're comparing the two trios, I still think that for one, Alvarez is by far going to be the best player and the most likely to be an all-star. And I think Beatty still has plenty of upside to dream on. So the question is, how much upside does Jet Williams, Drew Gilbert, and Luis and Helicuna have to dream on? So we'll kind of compare these two trios next here in the final segment. First, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, it's all about finding that perfect seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Well, you like to bet on every prop from the coin toss to the national anthem length to type of Gatorade is going to be in that cooler when they drop it on the winner, or you just want to bet on the over on Patrick Mahomes passing yards. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers who join today will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you're an everyday listener and you don't want to miss out on any of your Locked On Mets coverage, make sure you become a Locked On Mets insider. This is our texting service where you can get updates from me anytime something breaks on the Mets. It's where you can ask me questions anytime. It's where we'll be sending the lineups out each day so you can see who's going to be starting for the Mets. Get a text message sent directly to your phone. It's also going to be where we're running our giveaways for sign memorabilia. So if you want to be part of all of that bonus coverage, just find the link in the episode description. Go to subtext.com slash locked on Mets. Now looking at this next wave of Mets top prospects who could be up as soon as this season, you really have to gauge how good they can be when trying to compare them to a trio that already has a guy that's, in my opinion, a high probability all-star. You talk about that with prospects a lot, a high probability big league. Well, I think if nothing else, they have, three big leaguers. I think Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos are going to have careers. How good they'll be, we'll see. But they have three big leaguers right now. One of them is great, and the other two, there's massive question marks. Obviously, if those two never amount to anything, then it's just Alvarez, and it's really kind of a moot conversation. But if Beatty can become something close to what we expected he would be, what are the ceilings of this next trio coming? That could rival what Beatty and Alvarez could be. I'll start with the guy that, in my opinion, is the closest to the big leagues. And it's just by the function of the fact that he's on the 40. And that's Luis and Helicuna. I actually think Drew Gilbert's probably more big league ready. But because Acuna is on the 40 and can fill so many different needs, 
I think we might see him first. And I talked about this at length on last week's show where I compared Acuna um, to Ronnie Mauricio, not that they're similar players, but more just that with Mauricio down, Acuna can serve a similar function as being a guy that can cover up a lot of different spots in this lineup. You know, if Brett Beatty can't handle third base, Luis and Acuna can maybe slide in. If they need some help in the outfield, they could put Acuna out there or they could put Acuna at second base and slide Jeff McNeil back out into the outfield. So I think his versatility is huge, and I really believe that's what's going to make him a solid big leaguer no matter what. I think that's his floor, is being this awesome super utility defender that could play all over the place, who has the speed, if given regular playing time, to just steal 40 bases, even if he's not getting on base at an elite rate. If he's getting on base at a you know 300 clip, I still think he can steal 40 bags over a full season if he's starting a bunch. That's just how fast he is. Now, for him to be at his best, to become you know, his peak value of maybe an all-star one day, which I think is not quite the, as likely as the other guys we'll talk about here, he's got to be getting on base at a high clip where he's stealing 60, 70 bags a year and playing gold glove defense at one position, likely second base. I think he can get there. But of the three prospects, I do think I'm the lowest on Acuna, but I, I still think he's going to be a valuable piece for the Mets, whether that's a guy that tears the cover off the ball in AAA and ends up getting traded at the deadline because they have Jet Williams, who's just a little bit better and has a similar profile, or if that's as a guy that can just be on this team for you know six years and fill in in a lot of different places. Now, Jet Williams, though, could be the best of the bunch. I mean... You can really dream about a perennial all-star here if everything breaks right because he is just an on-base just machine. I mean, the fact that he walked at a near 20% clip for you know both high A and, and double A, or sorry, low A and high A, and then made it up to double A. Um, he jumped so many leagues, I'm forgetting this season. He started off last year, had a great run in St. Lucie, ended up in Brooklyn. It was so good there even better and in, in higher than he was in low A that he ends up in double A and hits a home run in a playoff game there. There's so much to dream on with Jet Williams. I don't even know what position he's going to play. Like He could be a starting shortstop if you didn't have Francisco Lindor. Part of me wonders if you're wasting his, his arm and his athleticism at second base, but he could be elite there. He could be playing center field for you. So th- there's a lot that they can do with Jet Williams. Um, I think there's a better chance that he taps into power than Acuna does. Um, and, and just he also has the same base stealing ability. I, I'd say Acuna right now is in a more accomplished base stealer, but you know, Williams is going to be on the bases more. So, yeah, I, they have a chance with those two to just create havoc atop their lineup, or even having Jet Williams as the leadoff man and having Acuna ninth in the order. And you turn it over, and all of a sudden, you could have those two guys on the basis for Lindor and Nimmo long-term. Th- there is a pathway that this offense can be great, not to mention you know, Alvarez, of course, in the middle of that lineup. And hopefully Pete Alonzo, but I guess we can't project out a long future with Pete at this moment. Regardless, Jet Williams is definitely the prospect of this crop, um, but Drew Gilbert is really good too. And you know, wasn't far off in some of these rankings. Now, my early comp for Drew Gilbert, and it's not exact, but I think if everything breaks right, you might have another Brandon Nimmo, a guy that's just solid everywhere, 
but also like Drew Gilbert's a better athlete right now than Brandon Nemo was as a prospect. And he's a better defender and he's got a better arm. So, you know, not, not to say he's going to be better than Brandon Nemo. Brandon Nemo has, you know, thrived at the big league level in a way that we have no idea if Drew Gilbert can ever get to that, that level. I mean, I, I'm saying offensively, his ceiling is probably Brandon Nemo, which is a really good ceiling. Um, but with the chance to be better just because of the glove overall, though, he's just solid. I mean, that's the only way to describe him. He's solid defensively. He's solid on the bases. He's solid with the bat. He's got good power, maybe not great, but good. Like He's a high probability big league starter in my eyes. I really think that he's going to be starting in right field or center um, for a long time for this Mets team at, at some point, as soon as maybe even this year, honestly. So with that in mind and, and the high probability in my eyes that we're going to see Drew Gilbert and Jet Williams both be starters for this team as soon as 2025 and for years to come. And then Acuna as someone that is going to serve this roster really well, um, whether he's a starter or not, if he ends up staying with the Mets, he's going to be able to be a great bench piece regardless. I mean, you look at speed and defense, that's something, and defense at multiple positions. Like These three guys are going to be a big part of the Mets for a long time if they all stay with this club. Um, because of that, and because of the uncertainty we now have on Beatty and Vientos and, and Mauricio to a certain extent as well, I maybe lean the new kids coming, but Francisco Alvarez is still in my eyes going to be the best player. And I would not be surprised at all. If this conversation changes drastically by mid season, because Brett Beatty or Mark Vientos has a breakout. And the good thing is they're not competing against each other. They're all on the same team. And so if even two of each trio works out as starters and you have four homegrown and I, I know some will say, uh, you know, Drew Gilbert, Acuna, they're not homegrown. They were trades. In my eyes, if you debut at the club, I still call you homegrown. Regardless, if you have four guys that came through your system who are under team control, starting together, and you have Francisco Lindor and Brennan Nimmo under contract. There's only so many spots in the field, not to mention Jeff McNeil's under contract. And if you end up keeping Pete Alonso, oh, you're up to eight players on your field that you could be really good starters. So the Mets core is coming. It really is. I think there's going to be a long window for the Mets to contend. I think the future is very bright. And if you're thinking of it along those lines and you're worried about this year, really take it all for what it's worth and understand that having a season to see what you got in Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos in particular based on what they were supposed to be as prospects and really looking at Beatty. That is what this franchise should be doing. And that's why I think they don't sign Justin Turner. And it's why I don't think they should sign Gio or Shella either. More than anything, you know, they got to let Brett Beatty get another full crack at it because he was just too good of a prospect to give up on. Now, Mark Vientos, I do like him. I do think he could be a solid DH for the Mets this year, but he's not, he wasn't a good enough prospect uh, to sort of bring everything to a halt when it comes to your current team. If you had the opportunity to add a JD Martinez, 
you add him and you just see where Vientos can fit in. And you know, that depth is a good thing to have. But I think there's a reason why the Mets have stayed away from third base and uh, or stay away from adding to third base this year really is what I'm trying to say. And I, I don't even think it was Ronnie Mauricio, honestly. The more I think about it, the more I look back and remember what Beatty was as a prospect, I think going into this offseason when you know David Stearns got in-house and he met with all the people that were in that front office who were talking about their players, I think they were all still raving about Brett Beatty saying, we still believe in him. And if he can prove that that belief is not being wasted, well, it's going to be a nice year for the Mets, but really a nice long-term run for the Mets with him, Alvarez, and everything else that's coming. Anyway, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. That'll be all for this week on Locked on Mets, unless we get some signing over the weekend. Uh, I'll be back on Monday, so make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss that episode. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Trying to get to 8,000 subs by opening day. So appreciate all of you who are subscribing. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked on Mets. Thank you for making Locked on Mets your first listen every day. Now, if you're a second listen or your second watch, head over to YouTube and watch the first ever 24-7 streaming channel covering everything in the world of sports, and that is Locked on Sports Today with our local experts from each team and our league-wide experts from each league. you find Locked on Sports Today streaming 24-7 on YouTube.